Hey everyone, this is Anthony Fleming, Senior Pastor of Church Alive, praying that this message is fresh, real and powerful in your mind, your heart, your family, every part of your life. If you enjoy these messages, subscribe to it, share it with a friend to build their faith. God bless you as you lean in to the power and presence of God's Word. Right there. Such a powerful woman of God. Rolani, Pastor Katie, Anna, our pastor's wives, Amanda, Beth Carroll, Ingrid, Steph, one of our amazing worship leaders as well. Priscilla bringing the fire word as well. And everybody here on this side and everybody around us. And I had such a moment during worship. Um, I don't know why I even do my makeup before I come here on A Resilient Woman. It's a waste of time, a waste of everything. But, uh, I was hearing your voices and I got really overwhelmed. Um, Cause it was almost as if I heard every single one of them, even though I know that's not possible. And I felt overwhelmed by God's love for each of you. I can't really express in words what I believe God's gonna do tonight. Um, I was so desperate to share the load that I had to call tons of people on our prayer team and some of our pastors. Cause I said, I just, I can't, I can't contain the burden by myself. What, I'm, what I believe that God is asking me to do today, I've never done before tonight. And I just sense such an incredible love that I've never felt before for people I don't even know. There's over 500 of you in here, plus online. And I don't feel worthy to lead the pack in a sense, but I know that God is raising up something very different in this part of the nation. You know, New Jersey doesn't have a really good reputation around this nation, but he is calling us Jersey girls to flip the narrative. I believe in this tiny, expensive state of ours, there's gonna be a whole ton of lionesses arising. One of my greatest fears of a growing church that those of you close to me know this, I don't want the church to grow if it means there's gonna be a bunch of lukewarm people in the seats, you know? Like, I don't wanna be responsible for blah, 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 blah. And, and I'm gonna be honest. I just believe that there is something on this house. There is something on the men of this house. There is something on the women of this house. And I felt it at Empower Weekend, and I'm gonna say it again, there is a turning of the page for us. Why don't you stand to your feet? I'm not even sure I'm gonna be able to preach because I just, I'm just really overwhelmed. I really am about what he's gonna do tonight. And I don't even think we understand. But like Tessa, Vanessa was saying, I pray right now that your heart is fertile ground. 
that the seed that we will sow tonight through the word of God will fall on fertile ground. You have an option to hear it and let the enemy take it away from you to hear it and to let the distractions of this world take it away from you. You can hear it and just maybe think it's not as important, but I pray that in this moment you make a decision that your heart will be fertile ground. That what we hear tonight, maybe you've heard it before, but that it will bring about a change in you, a change in your sister, a change in your family. Because let me tell you, sisters, the world needs the body of Christ to stand. The world needs the body of Christ to be unashamed. The world needs the body of Christ that is full of his power. We need to see signs and wonders and healing and we need to see people filled with the spirit of God so that when people are walking down the street with despair and depression, you will rise up in faith and say, in the name of Jesus, rise up, woman, rise up in faith, commanding joy, commanding freedom. What would happen if a company of women would rise up desperately because the world is in need of a real God and women who carry real faith and real power and not lukewarm faith. Gosh, we are needing this for such a time as this. There is a war right now in the physical realm. Let me tell you, there is a war in the spiritual realm. It is not by chance that what happens in the natural also happens in the spiritual. I don't have an easy word tonight. It is a challenging word. But I believe that it is the word that God is calling Church Alive to step up to. You will see a lot of scripture on the screen because it is so important that it's not my words, but that it is the word of God that fuels this message. I pray that it's nothing that I say and everything that he says because it is only his power that can change you and nothing I say. The truth is most of you will leave and forget anything I say, but you won't forget what the Spirit of God will do. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Father, do tonight what only you can do. Father, just use me as a vessel, but more than anything, may your spirit come break the chains that only you can break. Break off strongholds that only you can break. Bring freedom, bring healing, bring salvation. Spirit of God, would you move in this place? Touch every heart, those in person, those online. Come Lord Jesus, come. Fill the room, I pray that everything changes in your presence. Everything changes in your presence. 
welcome it here. Fill the room. You sing it with me. How exciting is that we got the Bergen pack. Yeah. Girls, we can fit 1,300 women in there. So no more 48 hours and everything is sold out. <laughs> but over the past two to three weeks, as I began to seek the Lord regarding this message, I still need Pastor Magno up here. Sorry, buddy. Um, there's an important part in this first part that I, it's an essential um, over the past two to three weeks, I started seeking God about this first launch of this year, of the 2022 Resilient Woman. God, what are you doing? And, and it was funny, it was actually right in my seat during service. I felt the Lord say to me, you're going to preach about me, Jesus. You're going to preach about Jesus. I'm like, ooh, yeah. And then fast forward a few days, he's like, you're going to preach about being set apart. I'm like, I thought I was about Jesus. He's like, yeah, same thing, Jesus and set apart. I'm like, okay. And then a few days later, he started saying to me, Miriam, sound the alarm because a lot of my daughters are being blindsided by the works of the enemy and they don't even know they're about to be taken out. I was like, I thought we were talking about you, Jesus. I thought we were talking about being set apart. I thought we were talking. So tonight we're going to talk about all of that. I'm going to preach Jesus on the new life he has given us, which is called to be set apart. And I will be sounding the alarm because too many of his daughters have been living blindsided by the works of the enemy, by the entanglements of the flesh, and are being ensnared by the devices of the enemy and not on our watch. Too many of his daughters are still living bound. Too many of his daughters are still arrested by addictions, are still arrested by strongholds and deception, by lust, by fear, by confusion. And others are being distracted yet so subtly, not by obvious things, but by subtle things that are causing division in the body. We cannot afford to be arrested by anything other than the love of Jesus. I need you to understand the weight of Jesus before I can really preach any further. I, I need to unpack because maybe some of you don't really understand why. Why as Christians we live the way we live or should live. Maybe some of you don't understand why we sing the way we sing and, and why some of us will build our life on a man that came 2,000 years ago. And, and so I want to set up a case for a moment about this man, our God, our Savior, Jesus. You see, when it comes to him, no one questions whether or not he lived. No one questions or not whether he walked the earth. But what they do question is, is he really God? 
Does he really hold eternal life? Wasn't he just a good moral teacher? Wasn't he just a prophet? You see, if he was just a good moral teacher, if he was just a good prophet, he would never allow other people to worship him. He would never say, I am the truth, the life, I am the way. He would never say, I am the good shepherd, I am the bread of life. He would never say, I hold the keys of eternal life. You see, Jesus, he is either a lunatic because a lot of his claims are mad crazy. He's either a liar or he is Lord. And we have to decide that for ourselves. Some of you may ask in here, what is it about Jesus that should make me give my life to him? What is it about Jesus that should make me leave my own ways? What is it about Jesus that should make me forsake? Listen to me when I say this, forsake. Turn our back on the things of the world. Break up with the world. Break up with your old ways, your old thinking, your old attitudes. What is it about this Jesus that should make me forsake the world? What is it about Jesus that I should make his word my standard? What is it about Jesus that I should build my life on him and live for his glory and not my own? You see, there was none like Jesus. There was no one who loved so compassionately and so empathetically like Jesus. There was no one who forgave like Jesus. There was no one who cleansed like Jesus. There was no one who had grace and mercy like Jesus, who heals like Jesus. There is no one who sees us like Jesus. There is no one who hears us like Jesus. There is no one who knows us like Jesus. I'm telling you, as I was here in worship and I was hearing your voices, it was almost like I felt the burden of the Father, how he loves you, and, and your voices just did something in my spirit where I couldn't contain it because I felt the love of the Father for his daughters. And I guarantee it's nothing compared to what he actually feels towards you. No one loves you like Jesus. No one could put you back together again like Jesus. No one left heaven to walk earth, to live, to lead, to love, to die, to be buried, to raise again so we could have eternal life like Jesus. No grave is empty like Jesus's. No one accepts you like Jesus. No one understands you like Jesus. No one is faithful like Jesus. No one gives you peace like Jesus. No one frees you like Jesus. No one gives you his spirit. Do you understand? He gave us his spirit, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of discernment, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit that comforts us, that guides us, that leads us, that fills us, that heals us. No one like Jesus can give something like his spirit. It is his spirit that is in us that was given by Jesus, Jesus, what a beautiful name it is. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. 
No one gives you eternity like Jesus. No one gives us new life like Jesus. There is no one like Jesus. And I need you to get that in your spirit. It's all about Jesus. Our life, it is all about Jesus. Pastor Miriam, I didn't come to hear this. I didn't come here for that, but let me tell you, there's nothing more that I can tell you that can change your life than the name of Jesus. It's Jesus. I came here to sound the alarm. There is a war right now for your attention. There is a war right now for your devotion, for your allegiance, for your thought life. Oh, the battle of your thought life. There is a war right now for how you live. How you live. In January, in the midst of Empower Weekend, my husband said something really exciting and really frightening at the same time. He said, church, we are in revival. And I was like, that we have to gear up for battle. You see, the enemy likes to come during harvest. The enemy likes to come when there is a harvest to collect. He loves to come and to cause commotion and chaos. And we're going to pick up a story in 2 Samuel 23, 11 and 12. And, and here King, King David has three mighty warriors. And he barely talks about them. There's literally like about a verse or two about each of them. But I thought it was interesting. One of his mighty warriors was named Shema. I may be pronouncing that wrong, but most of the Bible names I pronounce wrong. Thank God David is not hard to pronounce. And Jesus, thank God Jesus is not hard to pronounce. But you see, when the Philistines came, when the enemy came to Shema's field, to his territory, he was standing on his harvest of lentils. He was standing on his pea patch. <laughs> and he's like, oh, heck no, Philistines. You better get back out of here because I'm about to defend my territory. I'm going to take ground and take care of my territory. You see, the enemy likes to come when it's harvest time, when we're about to reap. He likes it when we're busy serving him and doing work for him because we're distracted. We're in the midst of all the amazing blessings. We're reaping the hard work. And it's when we least expect it because we're so busy doing things that he starts subtly coming in to distract you, to cause commotion, to steal your peace, to pin people against people. And you have no idea where it came from. And you're like, when was the last time I slept well? When was the last time I wasn't ticked off at that person? When was the last time I wasn't gossiping or I wasn't in fear or I wasn't confused or I wasn't angry? What is up with our flesh that we are being consumed by the works of the flesh? Will we stand like Shema, a mighty warrior, and fight? Fight so that he doesn't steal our peace and fight so he doesn't steal the unity in the body of Christ and fight so he doesn't steal our rest and our sleep. Fight so that our flesh doesn't keep us inactive, immobile, and ineffective. 
Will we get up and say, get behind me, Satan? Will we get up and say, get behind me, confusion? Get behind me, fear? Get behind me, offense? You cannot have my mind. You cannot have my heart. You cannot have my marriage. You cannot have my call. You cannot have my friendships. You cannot have my freedom. You cannot have my children. You cannot have my peace. You cannot have my mind. My territory is God's territory. And like Shema, I will be a mighty warrior in the kingdom of God. Friends, we've been given new life. But here's the kicker. We actually have to live that new life. Too many daughters of the King of Kings have the new life but are not living the new life. Ephesians 4, 21 through 24 says like this. Again, this is not gonna be easy, guys, but let it fall on fertile ground. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, listen to this, throw off. Say it with me, throw off. Say it again like you mean it. Your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. This is an act of scripture. This is actually something we must do, throw off. Like, like if there was a bug on you, like throw it out. Like someone get it off of me right now. Like one of those, I'm one of those. Like I won't even touch it. I'll get my child to take it out before I take it out. <laughs> Don't judge me. Throw off your old sinful nature. Some of you immediately might be thinking, yeah, but I'm not like in lust, I don't do that. Blah, blah. No, no, sometimes our old sinful nature is our old ways of thinking. It's our lack of faith. It's our lack of authority. It's our fear when it comes to prayer. We're afraid of praying big prayers. We're afraid sometimes to even step out the door. That's the old way of thinking. How do we live this new life? We live it set apart from the world. This is not a holier than thou message. This is not a message that says, hey, we are better than them. No, to be set apart means that we have been commissioned to live differently from the world, not because we're better than the world, but because we're called to rescue the world with our life that is different. His word tells us in Romans 12 too, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then, only then will you learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Does your life look different? Does your life look different? So that if someone who you know is bleeding, someone that you know is in need of hope, would they be able to look at you and be like, they're different. They have something. 
What is it about them? What is it about their eyes? They, they look different. There's, there's a sparkle in their eye. There's a hope in their eye. Like, why do I? I remember my mom, like anywhere she would go, like Dunkin' Donuts, like random places, people would look at her and be like, there's something different about you. And she'd be, yes, it's Jesus. <laughs> she was like so excited. And, and I was like, I'm sorry, <laughs> you know? And, and she was so proud to have a different look about her. The radiance of his glory. What sets you apart? Your life, your speech, your demeanor. Do you look different? Do, do you sound different? Do we carry him well? Ask yourself that question. Do we carry him well? Number two. How do we live this new life? Do not give the enemy a foothold. It's literally a scripture, Ephesians 4, 27, and do not give the devil a foothold. Romans 13, 14 says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. We have been given new life. This new life also means new ways of living. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone's in, in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Jesus came to give us new life. Then don't go back to your old ways of living your old ways of thinking, your old ways of forgiving, your old ways of speaking, the old places you would visit, the old clothes you would use to visit those places for old reasons. We are called to be set apart, not to be a stumbling block, but to be a hand that raises people up. If we go back to our old way of living, we become easy prey for the devil to keep us bound to keep us ineffective, to keep us ensnared, to keep us prisoner to his devices. In Luke chapter 5, 36 through 39, it says like this, he was giving a parable and illustration. He said, no one tears a piece of cloth from a new garment and uses it to patch an old garment. For then the new garment would be ruined and the new patch wouldn't even match the old garment and we know we need to match. Um, and no one puts new wine into old wineskins for the new wine would burst the wineskins, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine must be stored in new wineskins. Here's the thing about Jesus. He delights in making all things new. But the problem is we keep trying to take a little bit of the new life and attaching it to the old life. We try to take a little bit of the new thinking and attaching it to our old thinking. A little bit of our new whatever and attaching it. And he's like, no, 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 no. I came to make all things new. All things new. All things new. Stop going back to your old ways. Stop leaning into the things of this world because its delight is to suck you in and keep you bound. He doesn't want you to just put a little piece of new on you. He wants to give you like a brand new gift certificate to Zara and get like a brand new outfit or wherever you like to go. Zara is expensive for me. I'm an H&M girl. $30. <laughs> 
You know, some of you might look at me and say, Pastor Miriam, that sounds really powerful and stuff. And it sounds like rah-rah, so cool, yes. But I can't do that, I've tried. I can't seem to leave my old life. I can't seem to leave the old guys. I can't seem to leave my old ways of thinking. You're right, you can't do it. You're right, I can't do it. But I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It is Christ, it is His power, it is His dominion, it is His supernatural strength. It is not mine, because mine is incomplete. But it is in Christ, but it is His power. I can do all things through Christ. He is the vehicle, He is the bridge, He is the one who enables us to do these things. If Jesus lovingly, full of compassion, full of grace and mercy, calls you out of your sin, don't let the enemy fool you back into it. See, Jesus doesn't shame you out of your sin. He loves you out of your sin. You see, the devil, once you've been caught in your sin, he actually is the one who shames you there so that you can't actually get out of it because you're ashamed to come back. You're ashamed to face Jesus. But Jesus says, hey, who condemns you? I don't condemn you. Get up, go and sin no more. Don't give him a foothold. Can I say something very not popular, but very important? Do not give the enemy a foothold by opening demonic doors through the path of witchcraft, consulting mediums, tarot cards, psychics, Ouija boards, Santeria, fortune tellers, carrying, hold on, carrying around good luck charms. Are you placing your hope in an evil eye? Throw that out, sister. Throw it out. You are giving the enemy legal authority over you. Throw it out. But that's, it runs in my family's tradition. Throw it out. Throw off. Throw off. Ouija boards, Santeria, I mean, and if you have dabbled in that, I want to tell you tonight, there is freedom for you. No shame, but freedom. God's daughters should walk fully free with no stronghold attached, with no door open to the enemy to wreak havoc in your world. Don't play with the occult. It's not, it sounds funny. It sounds, oh, I'm just going to read my fortune, blah, 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 blah. Don't do it. Why would you look to the fortune when you can look to the very one who made the stars? <laughs> Live on mission to go and make disciples. Live on mission to go and make disciples. You know, the Bergen Pack, like I mentioned, has capacity to seat 1,300 women. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm gonna be real honest, you know me, I'm just, that's just my style. I don't get up here and try to pretend I have it all together. I didn't wanna do it. Ashley had to tell me, yes, you're doing it. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I don't wanna be responsible for 1,300 women. I was being like a crybaby. And my friend Kim, she's a pastor, actually, I'm gonna be speaking at her event in, in a few weeks. And I said to her, I'm like, Kim, I'm just in fear because like, that's a lot of women and that's a lot of criticism and that's a lot of, and I was like, like being a victim essentially. And she so lovingly, like only Kim can do, two days later, this is that devoted conference. She comes up to me 
I didn't even see her coming. She was like behind me and she grabs me by the arm. She goes, sweetheart. I'm like, hey, Kim. She's like, I have a word for you. I'm like, oh yes, tell me the word. Jesus loves me. She's like, it's not about you. You're not my friend anymore, Kim. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, what a word. I promise I went to Devoted to hear that. She's like, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's about saying yes. It's about what's on you so that you can keep going on the greatest rescue mission, which is mankind. It's not our bank accounts. It's not our marital statuses. It's not even whatever we may think it is that is our goals. No, we have been commissioned to reach people, to teach people, to baptize people, to see them free. And so I'm commissioning you tonight to be in prayer about the women you're inviting to Resilient Woman the weekend. We are paving the path over the next year until we hit November for God to do something supernatural. Who will you be praying for? Number four, keep your heart clean of any weeds. We can't walk in freedom if we have unforgiveness. If you feel like you keep hitting a wall, check it. There's probably unforgiveness because God says he can't forgive us if we don't forgive. That is literally what he says. And too many of us walk around for too long making excuses for our bitterness saying, no, nah, I'm just parting ways. No, I'm just, no, no, no. We are agents of reconciliation, not agents of parting ways. It's easy to part ways sometimes though, right? It'll hurt for a little season, but like, hallelujah, praise God, they're out of my life. And then you realize, no, God was actually gonna do something significant in my relationship with that person. That iron, that sharpens iron, it's not supposed to be easy, it's supposed to hurt. It's supposed to be annoying, it's supposed to cause friction. Ugh, stinks. Don't like that. Why can't everything just be easy? There's a lot here, of course. We're gonna read this scripture because God says it better than I can ever say it. Ephesians chapter four, verses one through three. We're gonna read a lot right now. So pay attention, lean in. If you're falling asleep, get, I don't know, pinch your butt, do something. But here we go. Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Lead a life worthy of your calling. Always be humble and gentle, that's hard. Be patient with each other, that's hard too. Making allowance for each other's faults, so hard. Because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. He's literally saying whatever you do, stay united. Whatever you do, don't let the stupid little things get you divided. Grow up, stop banking on anger, stop banking on your bitterness. Keep the unity, protect it. Get off your high horse. We don't, we have to learn to not always be right. That's hard for me. We, we have to get good at just being okay with not being right. Letting someone else win, that's hard for me. 
verse 17 through 31, there's a lot in here. I will say this though, make it a mission to stay united when you are tempted to be divided. Make it a mission to stay united when you are tempted to stay or be divided. Verse 17 through 31, I really need to hurry. No, no, there's a lot of stuff we gotta do at the end here that is more important than this. <laughs> there's a whole lot of breakthrough that needs to come, guys. With the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. Hello, 2022. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. You have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life. I feel like people can't see, so I'm gonna move here. Which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth for we are all parts of the same body. And don't let sin, sorry, and don't sin by letting anger control you. Ouch. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry for anger gives a foothold to the devil. Yes, it does. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Hear that again. Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Hear this. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. We're going to have to move to the next part. Watch and pray while you go. How do we live this new life? Watch and pray while you go. First Peter 5, a stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Nehemiah, Nehemiah teaches us in chapter four, he was there to rebuild the temple. I'm sorry, rebuild the walls of the temple that for 60 years had been in ruins and he refused to allow it on his watch. And when he saw that the enemy was coming, he said, yo guys, stay alert. In one hand, hold your weapon. In the other hand, build the wall. In one hand, ladies, do what you're called to do. Raise your family. Do your business. Do your friendships. But on the other hand, you have a weapon called prayer, called fasting, called worship, called unity, called prophecy. You have a weapon. It's called the Word of God. It's called the unity with His Spirit pray like never before. I told one of our pastors today, I said, sweetheart, determine to be the greatest prayer warrior that ever walked planet earth. Ladies, 
Determine today you will be the greatest prayer warrior there ever has been. Not your grandma, not your mom, you. You will be the greatest prayer warrior. The temptation to be catty with each other is gonna be huge. The temptation to go back to unforgiveness is gonna be huge. I am telling you, the moment you decide to forgive, there will be a battle for you to stay forgiving that person. Because here, forgiveness is not a matter of our feelings. Forgiveness is a commitment to follow Jesus. Because believers forgive. You'll be tempted to take back that forgiveness. The temptation to gossip, to slander, to compete, to let anger be our Lord, to let unforgiveness be our Lord. Oh, the audacity. Oh, the freaking audacity of our flesh to try to pull us back to old ways of living. The audacity of our flesh to make us jealous and envious of one another. Oh, the audacity. We should have holy anger against the audacity of our flesh and the enemy, not each other. Live the new life, throw off the old. Live the new life that has been given to you. It is expensive. Don't just receive it, live it. Live set apart, not for your glory, but for his and for the mission at hand. Live the new life full of faith. I want you to stand. I feel like God asked me to do something that I've never maybe had the courage to say because I have maybe someone won't do it but I just he told me to ask so I'm gonna do it I'm believing for some of you tonight it'll be your last night you will ever struggle with addiction to cigarettes to drugs to alcohol to sex to porn I know for some it'll be a journey of freedom but I'm believing that tonight I'm believing that tonight some people will leave here completely free once and for all. I'm believing for the miracle working power of God tonight. I felt he kept showing me stuff as I was praying and he got me to pray quite a lot today. And I kept seeing stuff in people's purses Some of you tonight, maybe you're carrying around some good luck charms and putting your faith, your hope in an object instead of Jesus. You're gonna bring that to the altar today. Some of, <laughs> this one's awkward, but I'm gonna say it. Some of you are carrying condoms in your purse because you're waiting for the next one night stand. You're gonna drop it at the altar today. Because you are in covenant with Jesus. You may not have a husband right now, but you are in covenant with Jesus. And when you are in covenant with Jesus, you live for Jesus. Some of you are gonna delete some apps from your phone tonight. Some of you are carrying things in your purse that you wanna to use to hurt you tonight. You're gonna bring it and drop it at the altar tonight. If you're online, some of you are, are gonna have to throw out some things, some books. There's some books in your home that need to be thrown out. There's some idols that you need to throw out. Don't just give it, like, don't like recycle it. Like, don't give it to your neighbor. Like, no, it's, throw it out, break it. 
I see a big garbage bag. And I feel like tonight, a lot of you are gonna go home. You're gonna open up that garbage bag and you're gonna throw out some stuff that doesn't belong to the new life. You're gonna throw out some books. You're gonna throw out some toys. Yes, I did go there. That's why girl time is fun time. We can say things that you can't really say on Sunday. Sorry, there's a lot of guys here too, sorry. Lord's closing their ears. I see a picture of a big black garbage bag and a lot of clothes is gonna be thrown in there. Clothes that is used to seduce is gonna be thrown in there. I just wonder how many of you today that it won't be shame that is causing you to do any of this, but it is actually the love of Jesus that is causing you to come forward and drop things. If you have cigarettes in your bag, if you have, I don't know, maybe you don't have any of the things I said, but I kept seeing it in prayer. And I felt like, all right, Lord, you're asking me to say it's awkward, <laughs> some of them. Um, I'll say it. I don't know if that resonates with any of you, but I believe tonight, like I felt it so strong in my spirit that we would see people tonight no longer struggle with things that they have struggled with for years. So what I'm gonna do, and here's the thing, yo, here's the thing. You may not have anything to bring up, but you're bringing up a repentant heart, saying today I throw off the old sinful nature and I live for Christ. So I'm gonna ask the first three rows here to pick up your chairs. You all know about it, don't worry. I'm not kicking them out, ladies. They're in on it. They're getting their chairs out, so there's room for you. If you want, this is an invitation, if you want to come and do business with God at the altar, if you want to come, even if you're men, I know this is awkward, but if there's men in here who are hearing this message and you are feeling compelled to run to the altar to say, I don't want this sin anymore. I don't wanna be addicted to this anymore. I don't want porn to run my life anymore. I don't want bitterness to run my life anymore. I don't want addiction to sex to run my life anymore. I don't want seduction to be what drives me anymore. If that is you, and maybe it's none of that. Maybe it's just a repentant heart. If you want today to say, God, today, I am coming with a heart to, to bow before you and say, here I am, cleanse me. I'm gonna ask the prayer team to come forward. If you have things in your bags that you need to leave here once and for all, bring it. I would love to throw it out with you. Come on, we'll have the worship team lead us.